Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Today, we're going to begin our study on the Gospel of Mark. Mark was probably the first gospel that was written. It's quoted extensively in both the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, and that's one of the reasons we're led to believe that it's one of the first Gospels written, and probably the first. It's a Gospel of miracles. Mark records many different supernatural events of various kinds, deliverances, healings, the subduing of the natural order of the universe, if you will, through Jesus. So lots of miracles, lots of action. You'll hear the words immediately, suddenly, over and over again as we're reading through this gospel. And so this was uh, Mark, also referred to as John Mark, as you're going through the New Testament. He was the disciple of Peter. Early on in the book of Acts, we find that Peter had been imprisoned, and all the believers were gathered at the home of Mark. His mother was a a leader in the early church in Jerusalem. So everybody was there gathered at their house praying for Peter, and Peter came to the home of John Mark and his mother when he got out of prison, released by an angel. Later, Mark traveled with Barnabas and Paul, and we find out that Mark was a, a first cousin or a cousin of Barnabas. And then later, he and Paul have a falling out because Paul was a little disgruntled with Mark. Apparently, Mark left them early on a a missions trip, and Paul was a little put out with him. But later in his life, Paul came to appreciate Mark, and in his later writings in one uh, letter, he says, please send Mark to me because he's valuable to me. And so Mark was a, a character that was very prominent in the beginning of the church, So this is his gospel we're starting with today. I'm reading from the New International Version of the Bible, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all of the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now at that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Holy Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended to him. After John was later put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. 
Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. They went on to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, A man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want from us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching? And with authority. He even gives orders to impure spirits, and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and held her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered outside the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That's why I've come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. Jesus sent him away at once, with strong warning, See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to hear from him from everywhere. We refer to the four Gospels in the New Testament as Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the word gospel has come indeed to mean a style of writing, a first century style of writing. But the word gospel actually means good news. And so verse 1 says, the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. So the gospel is the beginning of the good news, or the gospel is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. And so the gospel of Mark is another testimony, another eyewitness testimony from someone who saw these things. And he has a lot to say of events that he may have seen personally, but also he testifies to what Peter and others told him that they witnessed firsthand. Verse 6, John the Baptist came 
wearing clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. Now, in in wearing this clothing, this was the prophetic garment that Elijah the prophet had worn. And so the people realized that he was making some kind of statement in wearing this garment or these garments, the camel's hair clothing and the leather belt around his waist. And it had been prophesied by Malachi that Elijah the prophet would come to prepare the way of the Lord. And so that was John's mission. He didn't recognize himself as Elijah, but uh, Jesus later said this is the fulfillment of Malachi's prophecy, that John had come to prepare the way for him. And his message was this, verse 7, After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And so John was saying that there's someone coming, the Messiah, the Son of God. He's coming and he's going to baptize mankind with the Holy Spirit of the living God, that John, as a prophetic sign and symbol, could baptize people in water to simplify their repentance. But this was not the fullness of what was about to come. What was about to come was the Son of God himself, baptizing mankind into uh, the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so the Trinity is revealed in the baptism narrative of Jesus. Jesus submitted himself to John to be baptized. So Jesus, the Son of God, was in the waters of um, the River Jordan with John. And verse 10 says, As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. So we have Jesus, the Son of God, on the earth in the river. We have the Holy Spirit descending from heaven like a dove. And then a voice spoke from heaven, the voice of the Father, saying, You are my Son, whom I love, and with you I am well pleased. And so often people will ask me as a pastor, you know, where do you find a concise example of the Trinity in action in the New Testament or in the Old? And these baptisms of Jesus contained in Mark and in one of the other Gospels are very clear. The Father speaks from heaven. The Son is standing on earth. The Holy Spirit descends on the Son from heaven, and all three persons are revealed in the narrative. So once again, verse 10, Jesus was coming up out of the water. He saw heaven being torn open and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. So first person of the Trinity, Jesus. Second person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit descending on on him like a dove. And the third person of the Trinity, a voice came from heaven saying, You are my Son, whom I love, and with you I am well pleased, the voice of the Father. And of course, unless Jesus was a magician and a ventriloquist, this wouldn't make sense any other way than three different distinct aspects of the Godhead manifesting in the baptism narrative. And so I mentioned that all through Mark's Gospels, the words suddenly, at once, and these kind of things are are used. It's a gospel of action. In verse 17, Jesus spoke to the early disciples and said, Follow me, and I'll send you out to fish for people. And the the gospel says, at once, they left their nets and followed him. So there was no hesitation in them. Then a leper comes to Jesus and wants to be healed. And he's concerned whether or not Jesus is willing to to heal him. And says, if you, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And the Bible says Jesus was indignant with this question. He was deeply moved with tender compassion. And he said to the man, my paraphrase, of course I want you to be healed. And so he prayed for him and he was healed. I want to tell you today, friends, that in this listening audience, there are people that are sick in their bodies. Jesus is concerned about you and Jesus is concerned about your sickness. Jesus wants to heal you and minister to you. So I'm going to close in prayer. 
for Jesus the healer to touch you. Lord, first I pray that you would heal broken hearts and broken lives. Lord, I know that you're willing and you're deeply moved with tender compassion for each of these people that are listening. Lord, express your compassion with love. Express your compassion with healing. In the name of Jesus Christ, I say to you, I'm willing, be healed. And so be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.